Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are welcome. I'm continuing with just a brief segue dealing with things that are not part of the Supernatural series, but because the Lord has been laying a lot of information concerning what will happen to America because of hard-heartedness, people of God, it is really not it is really not advisable if you are a Christian, if you are someone who so you're not a seeker, so you're not just someone who's just looking for prophecy on their internet or you're just looking for an interesting video to watch, but you actually see yourself as a Christian or you call yourself a Christian or you believe that you're a Christian or you actually are a Christian. So many different variations of Christianity that we have nowadays. It is not advisable as we are in this prophetic time. This is not a prophetic season. So seasons come in the Bible and you can have one season and then you can have another season. This is actually a time. This is a time that the Lord spoke of extensively to people like apostle Paul, to people like, um, John, the revelator, apostle John, to people like prophet Daniel. This is a time that is not going to end until it spills itself out in fullness and ends. So I sometimes get questions where people are saying, oh, but you know, when would this happen and how long will this last? And I really feel in my heart that people everywhere in the world, but mostly here in the United States really don't get what the term end times means. And yet the description of the term explains itself. When, when it's the end, it means it's the finishing part. It means that there's not another part related to the first part. It means that you have come to the final part of a segment. This is not to say that life is completely over because obviously the Lord Jesus will come with his beautiful kingdom and we will be with him in that kingdom, but his kingdom has nothing to do with the kingdoms of men. And you can find out more of the, about that in the book of Daniel, where I think it is I'm not going to guess the chapter, but they're talking about Nebuchadnezzar's statue and Nebuchadnezzar's statue is a multi metal statue, meaning that it is made of various precious metals like gold and like silver and like brass and like iron. And then it has a curious mixture in the toes, which is iron and clay. That iron and clay kingdom is the final kingdom. And I have covered it extensively here on the master's voice in the supernatural series, talking about the fact that the greatest deception of all time will be the revelation or the big revealing of strange beings and otherworldly beings and creatures that will come down into our human space and live with us claiming that they are brothers to us and claiming that they are friends and helpers of the human race who have come to help the human race ascend into an, a golden age of wisdom and goodness. And very quickly that so-called ascension will change into suggestions and then controlling, pushing to change the human body into something else, to make the human body supposedly better so that we can be better. But that is just the destruction of humanity. For me, these prophecies are not really confusing because if you know God, you will understand that the entire story of God interacting with man is very simple. God made man 
and man messed up his clothes. Man spilled a lot of spaghetti on himself and became changed into a sinful person through the action of another personage known as the devil. And now God, as a loving father, brought forth his Christ to be the perfect payment for a sinful Adam and a sinful Eve. Even though God made man as his highest creation, man fell and man therefore lost the rulership and the keys to the kingdom here on earth. Therefore, for as long as we human beings exist, there will always be a battle between the Lord's kingdom and the devil's kingdom for the soul of this race of men, this kingdom of men. God is not going to allow that set of circumstances to carry on forever. If you are a Christian and you have been sitting in a Christian environment that has your eyes, heart, mind, and life focused, only on dealing with stuff here. And you do not have the core understanding that all this stuff has basically had its day. And now God is sending out his messengers, his servants, his teachers, his prophets, his true pastors who are willing to bite the bullet on popularity and likes on YouTube and preach the raw, unadulterated unadulterated word of God so that the kingdom of God's glorious son can come. Then you have basically received the short end of the stick in Christianity. And I'm not sure what you've been listening to, but it is time to wake up out of that stupor and understand that all this stuff, though it continues, will not continue forever. The work of this channel is to bring us into a deeper understanding of how did we get here? How did we get to a judged America? How did we get to America that needs to have somebody or many somebodies or several called somebodies constantly speaking to her out of all the nations of the world and telling her there's a different end for you and you are not going to like that end. There is a difficult end for you and you like all the kingdoms of men are going to be finished. The only problem is that for the height and width and depth of sin that you have committed you're going to come to a very graphic end that everybody else is going to watch. So in the previous video that I made today, I spoke of how Revelation 18 is very clearly talking about the end of someone, a someone that will be destroyed in a single hour, and she's not going to have any help. She's not going to have any allies. Russia is going to be a great part of that destruction by fire of this country. And in Revelation 18, it says something curiously that Mystery Babylon was burning and that all the kings of the earth and the merchants of the earth stood afar off. I've carried, I've, I've shared about this in one of the prophetic videos. Like, what does it mean when a so-called best friend that you have, you say that you're a king and this nation is a king and kings hang out together and you've been going to the G7 and the G20 and the G300 having meetings and being allies and bumping fists. And then all of a sudden there is an attack on your friend and yet nobody will come forward. NATO will not help America. Nobody's going to make a move because as I shared, Russia will be so massive in those days that nobody will dare. People will be aligning with that nation in the end days to preserve themselves, their way of life, and their population. So nobody's going to be rushing forward to help this nation. Mystery Babylon will have no allies. And this is why the Lord says to her, where are your lovers? When the Lord is speaking to Israel in the old days, when, when she's sinful and she's being judged, then he says to her, where are your lovers? Where are all the people you were fornicating with? Where are all the countries that you followed and you were 
selling idolatry to them and you were being a fornicator and adulteress towards me. Now that I am judging you, now that I have finally showed up to grab you by the throat and give you everything that you deserved, how come you're not talking as much? I just shared in the previous videos that one of the attributes of God is that God does not like when his creation is answering him back in defiance. Whenever people do that, it is a sign of extreme pride. And that is why I personally do not say anything because when Lord speaks to me, I don't have anything to say back. I just have a pen and paper ready to write down what he says. But I saw that Russia will come here and Russia will not tolerate people talking back. And that will be an expression of God saying, now that the judgment has finally come, let's see what you have to say. So today's prophecy is part of, I could basically say I can piggyback it off the video that I just made. It is really part of the beast system. It really does belong in the beast system videos, which I have not started. There's quite a big batch of those prophecies and the Lord has not spoken to me about those yet. So there are quite a few more themes to cover. I'm not finished with the supernatural series, but these things God has been putting on my heart, celestial when Russia comes here, blood will flow. When Russia comes here, blood will flow. When Russia comes here, there will be so much burying that people will get tired of burying. You can find that in the final verses of Jeremiah 7, which God had me studying extensively yesterday, where it says that when the judgment falls on a place called Tophet, they will bury in Tophet until there is no more room for burying and they will simply leave the people out in the street as carrion for the birds and the wild animals. And I did see a prophecy like that. I think it's called the mother of seven, and another one is called the king has a bull mastiff. And in both of those prophecies, I saw that when war with Russia started, the casualties, especially in the military, were so great that people could not bury the proud servicemen and servicewomen of this country, and they simply left them out in the open because there was, there was no room and there was no energy anymore to keep burying them. Today's prophecy is called a new ID for America. It's part of the beast system. And I saw the irony of America and how she has spent her life going around the world and declaring other people's governments as oppressive governments, regime governments. And if we are not naive, we will understand that when a powerful nation says that another nation is a regime, what usually follows um, how America usually does economic warfare against countries is um, sanctions. And her favorite type of sanction is an embargo. So it's not a selective sanction where she simply says, we won't buy your cell phones anymore, or we're not going to buy this particular group of, of products. She does something that is called an embargo. An embargo is basically a chokehold. It goes around the neck of a country and it basically says this country is a bad guy. We're not trading with them. And everybody who stands with us, everybody who is an ally to us is not going to trade with us. So the most famous one that I could think of before I started this video is the 1958 embargo against Cuba, still going strong as far as I know, unless it's been lifted. But when you choke hold a country, um, Trade is the lifeblood of countries. So we're, we're people, we have blood 
inside us. Trade is the lifeblood of nations. And when you choke off the lifeblood of nations, they die. They become very old fashioned. They do not have technology. They cannot progress. Their people suffer. Even the mindsets of the people become stunted because as the world moves on, the people in that nation under the embargo cannot move on too. And so I saw the irony is that America was destroyed and she turned into a regime. So North Korea style, that is how life was here. And even though it may seem difficult to believe because this is the modern world and someone might come to this channel and think what on earth, this can never happen. But I assure you that the word never is just a collection of letters to Jesus Christ. It's not in his um, vocabulary. Nothing can say never to God because God is the one who orders the kingdoms and finishes the nations and he will certainly finish this one. A new ID for America received this revelation from the Lord, September 27th, 2021. The banner scripture is this, and I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and 10 horns, and upon his horns, 10 crowns, and upon his heads, the name of blasphemy. Revelation 13 and verse one. So these are some of the realities that will overtake the United States of America. I dreamt that America was greatly destroyed. And when I say greatly destroyed, I'm talking about broken, 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 broken society, broken economics, broken finance, broken everything. Um, it was just unworkable. And there was so much destruction, destruction on a mass scale, whereby you can't say, Mm, I think this is weapons. It was destroyed by natural disasters. So one of the things that I saw is that the sea came up in the U.S. harbors and there was terrible flooding on both the east and the west coast. So um, I have seen either in a dream or a vision that there will be extreme flooding. God has also spoken about flooding um, catastrophic flooding is the name of one of the prophecies here for America. It's called catastrophic flooding. And there will be so much flooding and that flooding will be, um, the outpour of the anger of the Lord against the United States for sin. And so it flooded on both coasts. And I saw that the land broke up in some areas and a big crack appeared in the middle of America. So America was looking to me as if, you know, when you have a fresh loaf of bread and you begin to crack it and it begins to tear right down the middle. That is what I saw that a big crack came in the middle. And also, um, as I can remember from another prophecy, there will be a part of San Francisco, I know this is San Francisco because the words appeared in the, in the air when the land broke up, the land rose under some terrible pressure. And then it went, it cracked like a cookie. And one piece of the land just slid under the water on that side in California. And I also saw there was regime government. A regime is a system of government that oppresses people. It is a style of rule that does not rely on 
any democratic processes such as free voice for citizens, free press, free and independent press, that the press is free to report on things happening in the country without the reporters worrying if they will be killed or if they will be snatched and put in jail forever. Um, and there's no such thing as one man, one vote. So this thing of free elections, it goes away. So there are no free and fair elections that are available in a regime. In a regime, certain people get to make all the decisions, so they have some kind of a vote. It may not be the normal electoral ballot, but they have decision-making power, and then everybody else has nothing. So you can find out more about this kind of society um, in books like Brave New World, in books like um, 1984. It is that kind of society. The state decides everything, and the people just follow along with the brand new processes that the state has. I spoke in the previous video about how I saw the troublemakers in the new world, you know what, here in the United States will be handled by public execution. People will be killed out in the public on the road and even the young will be made to stand there and see it. And uh, so that people can know if you act up, this is what happens to you. And in a regime, there is no free press that can cover um, criticize the government. So this thing of, I'm going to start a newspaper, I'm going to meet all the national standards for a newspaper or the local standards for a newspaper, and I will report on the news in Poughkeepsie, or I will report on the news in New York City or Delaware, and I'm going to have a free independent, independent newspaper that reports the true news. There's nothing like that. There, there wasn't even the corrupted form of news that we have now, which is just partisan news. You only have like two groups. And then both of those groups are reporting as hard as they can. Look at all the sins of the other side. And then when, whenever there's sins on their side, then they strongly defend those sins. And then the other side is accusing, look at all the sins of the other side. But then whenever there's sins and mistakes on their side, then they, then they justify it. So even, even the corrupted news that we have now, went away and there was no free press. There's only this kind of press where the government puts out basically propaganda. So the government will say, we are good. And if we killed that family yesterday, it's because we discovered that that family was a family of dissidents and they didn't believe in what we're doing for this great and brave new society. So that's why we hung them in the public square yesterday. And then the people are all expected to politely clap, but mostly they're just clapping out of abject terror. That is how I saw it was here. And there is no informed citizenry that can hold the leaders accountable. So basically you cannot say that the leader is guilty of anything. In a regime government, when you speak against the leader, people get paid if they snitch on you to the government. So if you go to a party and you are drinking a little too much and you begin to complain about the district leader in your area when you're in a regime government, Anyone at that party who managed to tape you or managed to reliably hear you and can repeat your words back to someone in power will be paid as an informant and then they will take you from your home and they will detain you. I saw that in America, um, not in this prophecy, but in a very, very gripping and strange prophecy called, if you see something, say something. I will try to leave these links. I will watch these and try to leave the links in a few hours. But you can just go ahead and listen to the titles of the prophecies and then go to the master's voice and go to the search box. Scroll down, just open any prophecy and go down past the comments in the blue section. 
until you see the search box. And then you can just type in the names of these prophecies that I give in the video, and then you can read it for yourself. I saw in those days that um, reporting people was quite big and the government gave you some kind of credit. There was a credit reward system if you reported people. And so you can't criticize leaders in a regime and the citizenry is not informed because the citizenry does not know the truth. So citizens don't have access to the truth. Citizens only have access to propaganda and they have to agree. Otherwise they're going to be sorry. So in a regime, all things exist for the government, by the government, and there's absolute control from the top down to the people. And that's how America became. There were no hallmarks of a democracy in that time that I was dreaming of. It was completely a regime. I saw that mass government oppression was everywhere. And how it started was that there was a special type of ID card that we had to get. So this, in this dream, it had no name. It was only much later that the Lord used the term real ID to me, but I have been dreaming about the coming of this new ID since 2015. So I was seeing this ID that people had to line up and everyone had to get it. Every living soul in the United States, it did not matter. Even if you were a national of another nation, you had to get that ID as long as you were territorially based in America, and everyone had to go to a processing center to exchange their existing ID card for this new ID. It was mandated, it was compulsory that you have this ID because it carried some kind of new technology in it. And you had to get that ID card if you want, if you were living in this country. So if you went to go live somewhere else, maybe in the beast system hadn't reached there perhaps, but if you're living here and you wanted to access anything that was part of daily life, you got that ID card. It was called, it was a comprehensive ID and everything about you was linked to it. It was scannable. And I saw that when the process started, it was very clunky. So it was not a smooth process to get this ID. It was very clunky and people had to stand in these horrible long lines that took weeks to process. You would stand in this line basically all day to get your ID. And sometimes you would only get as far as the opening place where you could write your name down that you had come to be processed for an ID. And then maybe it would be 5 PM and you'd have to go home and then come back again. And at least you could start from where you stopped because, you know, if you were number 46, then you could come and still be number 46. They would call you, but it took weeks and weeks to process people. But after this process is finished, so after this process in the future is done, I saw that America became a highly automated place. So now we have, this is a very advanced country. Everybody is out there with their Fitbit counting how many steps they're taking because apparently everybody now needs to know how fast their heart is beating. God bless them. And there's so much technology that we have. People are even interfacing now with headsets and things like that. So we, we are very far ahead of many societies in terms of automation, but this automation that I'm talking about is what you only see in movies. This is the kind of movie, movie like stuff. And it may already be creeping into normal society now, but this is basically movie like stuff. And the processes in this country became so highly automated that even things that should never be automated, things that are firmly in the realm of needing a human touch, such as handling end of life care, such as breaking bad news to someone who is terminally ill, 
it was all being taken care of by what came to my heart as androids, in other words, robot, robot processes and actual robots. And the human touch vanished from America. The robots gave us feedback on just about everything, including what I just spoke about, which is the field of human pathology, which is coming out of robustness of life and now coming into that part where life is now about to finish. So because of these changes, America became terrible because human empathy and human interaction were deliberately destroyed. And if you are wondering how that could take place, just cast your mind back to 2020 and how you suddenly found yourself standing six feet apart from people at the grocery store, at the bank, everywhere else, even to get on the bus you know, or even to fly or anything like that. There was this huge gap and uh, closing off of the face and things that destroyed social interaction between people. And if anyone noticed and is honest, when those things came in, people very, very quickly began to show another side of themselves. Tempers were flaring. People were very angry. There was fighting um, as, as you know, certain goods were not available. People were very unempathetic, very unsympathetic. Um, and that is why I always share that I have seen that the end of America will be like this movie, Perch Anarchy. Have not watched that movie, don't need to watch these kinds of things, but um, in Perch Anarchy, there's no law, there's no order, there's no nothing, there's just you defending yourself and defending your family against the gangs out there as best you can. And so um, uh, human empathy and interaction were just broken down, like really broken down. And I saw that even if you were dying of a disease, the doctor was not there to tell you. What they did was this. Nobody was there to tell you, oh, I'm so sorry, we've done everything we can. And, you know, the test, excuse me, the test came back and this is what it is. What happened is there was some kind of machines, Android machines, robotic machines that would assess your whole self. And then I saw that it will make a printout with a circle. So it's a printout with all kinds of stuff, but there will be a circle on it with different colors. And the colors, I guess, would be stuff like we've assessed your cells, we've assessed your brains, we've assessed your organs, and you have 12% viability in your lymphatic system and 81% viability in your blood, but only 2% viability in your heart. So this little pie chart will come out and just break you down like a very cold, sick pie. And then the machine also would do a probability calculation on if you were going to live or die. So probability calculation of if you were going to die then informs whether you're worth treating or not. And if this sounds strange to anyone, just cast your mind back to this very old movie with Will Smith called I, Robot. And he was very angry in that movie with his uh, metal, metal transhumanist arm because a little girl had gotten trapped in a car in the movie and the car was sinking and Will Smith jumped in to try and save this little girl save her life. But then a machine jumped in the water and saved Will Smith. And he was very angry about that. 
because he was a cop and he wanted to save the girl, but he was angry because when the machine got in the water, it was a rescue robot. The rescue robot assessed the little girl through the water and saw she's very small. She's already sucked up half of this pool. She is showing declining cognitive function. It is not worth saving her. He is big and strong and he has a 98% chance of living if I pull him out now. And so the machine let the child die, which is something that a human would not do. Human beings are willing to save the child even to the point where they run out of air mistakenly and then both the human being and the other human being, the, the adult and the child both die. But these robots don't do that. And I've spoken extensively in the AI prophecies about that. They assess value based on how good looking you are, body shape and things like that. And then they assign value to people in real life based on those calculations. So, um, they would give people a numerical assessment of pathology. And these robots assessed your entire body. They told you how bad the disease was and how advanced the disease was. And then they would print out a cold printout of your chances. And that was it. And so life here became very destroyed and the people of God were waiting for sorrowful determination for the Lord to come. And that is the end of the dream. So as I started out speaking to Christians in this dream, I ended speaking to Christians in this dream, which is that it behooves us to understand what the phrase end times means. The phrase end times means that we're getting to the bit where it ends. So this is not to encourage hopelessness. I've shared in my old videos when I was more open to sharing that I am not a hopeless person. I am quite joyful of every day that I get. And I consider myself well blessed to not be only alive, but to be alive to Christ, who is himself the only life that matters. So um, knowing that these are the end times doesn't mean to mope and be depressed and be crying all the time, because if we're honest, there comes a time where tears have to end because it is impossible to be useful and functional when you are emotionally distressed. So it could just be me, but it behooves Christians to understand that these are times where God is looking to build up faith greatly in his people. I have said many times that faith doesn't go away because prophecy exists. That's like saying because Malachi and Haggai and Jeremiah existed, so we just throw away the entire first part of the Bible with Moses and the miracles, and we throw away the entire New Testament because there's no need now to know about faith because prophecy has come. Prophecy has come simply as the culmination to pull all the threads and weave now the final braid of things. Jesus was never going to put up with this world as it is. We cannot be living in a fantasy where we think that this world is the kind of world that the beauty of the Christ will enter and think, well, I am the kind of person who can feel all the evil taking place in the world at all times, but I'll still live in this filthy world with you guys just because I'm the good guy that is always being preached in Christian pulpits. It doesn't work like that. The Lord is going to finish the rule of men and he is going to bring an end to the fact that Satan is always trying to get our hearts. Satan is always trying to seduce us and God is also for his own sake going to bring an end to an existence where he constantly has to watch his people, his creation. Satan didn't make people. God made people, but God has to constantly watch his creation being seduced by Satan 
over and over and over again. And that is simply an unacceptable set of facts. That is an unacceptable state of being to God and God is going to end it and replace it with something better. So what we do is we live to God as now and wait for him. The question though that will arise is as we wait for him, how many of us are going to be waiting for him? How many of us are going to make it through the things that will come until he comes? When you hear me saying, and the people of God waited with sorrowful determination for him to come. That means that there will be times of sorrow as we watch people exit this life, as we watch people who will not be able to bear the things that are coming, who will not be because maybe they are small or maybe because they are older or maybe because they are fearful and they just can't bear it as they fall away. The Bible speaks of, in Revelation, I can't remember, but it speaks of a harvest that will come, that the Lord put his sickle into the earth twice. The first time he harvested the earth, he harvested the righteous. I did not say that the righteous went into the rapture. I said he harvested them, that is in death. They were given to rest. And then he harvested again. And then these ones were called the grapes of wrath. And then he crushed those people because they were the wicked. So all these things are coming. A sound mind and a peaceful spirit is how we grow in faith. Faith is not something that we get to stop building because of these types of prophecies. And so um, this world that is coming is going to separate us by more than six feet. It's going to be a world of automation where careful steps, the Lord calls these people the architects of destruction, the builders of the new world order. Careful steps have been taken for decades in doing this. So when these things come out, it can't be prayed away. This is not stuff that we pray away. What we pray for, though, is great faith in it to be able to share our gospel regardless of what is coming or regardless of what is happening or will happen. But the beast system is written in Daniel chapter 7 and Revelation 13, and there's nobody with fast and prayer power that can fast and pray away the words of prophecy that were written before we were all born. And so the removal of the human touch killing by a slow death our best attributes like love, compassion, mercy, and tolerance, replacing them with forced perfection and robot helpers who will destroy every aspect of society that keeps us human. People can build a cage, but they cannot tell you what type of bird to be in that cage. I think I'll just leave it like that. So, May the people of God hear. I am Celestial. Thank you for being with me on this channel. And until I see you again, God bless you and goodbye.